the sports stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. My name is Greg, and with me, as always, it's Jack Nimble, middle name Bob. Jack be nimble. Just kidding, it's Paul. Paul, how you doing? I am pretty nimble. Ah, but I'm bum. Greg, I love that introduction. Can't uh, believe you, you made me do that. Ditch. <laughs> hey, listen. Sometimes things are spontaneous on the sports dance, and sometimes Paul tells me what to say. Day. <laughs> Little did I know I had to hold up cue cards. I did, yeah, who knew? That would be so hard for me to remember. Who knew? <laughs> Oh, uh, Paul, how you doing? <laughs> You're doing vocal warm-ups now? Come on. Yep. Oh, my goodness. All right, Paul. Well, first off, how you doing? Are you a little tipsy? Because you're giving off that vibe. I'm not tipsy at all. I actually am having what a lot of people at alcohol-free January. Well, you know how close to God I am. I have alcohol-free Lent. <laughs> okay. Let's see how that goes for you. It's working out pretty good so far. Yeah, well, I mean, I right guess it's... that Tuesday, I was loaded eating those raspberry-filled pastries and drinking up a storm, and then I've given it up since. Mm, I'm sure. We'll see about that. I My Lent is just being healthy. I mean, I have lost a bunch of weight, as you know, and working on continuing it. But I don't drink that much, so why why would I give up drinking when I have one drink about every two weeks at this point? I don't give things up. I do things. I try to go out of my way to do random acts of kindness. Oh, look at you. That's I nice. shovel my wife's driveway when it snows. <laughs> makes it sound, that sounds like you guys have weird living situations going on. Anyway, speaking of a weird situation, uh, yesterday I was sitting and got a push notification that Tiger Woods and Dwayne Wade had gone golfing. And then about five minutes later, I got the news about Tiger Woods and his car accident. I was very confused. And then I realized that was from like the day before him and Dwayne Wade went golfing. The car accident had actually just happened. And then all the news was just like he was taken out with the jaws of life. You hear that, you immediately think, not good. What was your initial reaction when you heard about Tiger? Well, I, I actually, my first view of it was the actual helicopter flying overhead of the of the results of the accident. Oh, no. And I thought, boy, this poor bastard is going to be dragged through the media. I hope it's nothing bad, and I hope he's healthy. I hope he's, he's going to survive it. Um, he, we know, you know, he's had a checkered past with the media, but throws himself right on the sword and asks for forgiveness and Hey, I'm a real guy. I get, I did some stupid things. Um, I just hoped that he was all right, but you know, it was early in the morning, 7.05, I think. Yeah. So it was 7.05. Uh, from what all the reports have come out now, they um, said he was not to believe, believed to be drunk or under the influence. They believe it was just purely an accident. So that's good. Those things happen. Accidents My guess happen. is they believe speed was probably involved, but I guess there's no really way to prove it. Because no skid marks. So you there was can't no, prove yeah, it. there was no skid marks. So, I mean, for all we know, I don't know if Tiger said Did anything. Jacket from the wear? Just kidding. Jeez. I'm glad he's pretty much okay, at least from what we know, except for, you know, leg issues and compound fracture and shattered ankle. But, <laughs> So did, you, did you really just make did you really just make a skid poop skid mark poop joke about Tiger Woods? Yeah, I did. Hey, who wasn't thinking it? Listeners, okay. you can you can message Greg and say everybody expected that joke to come from me. Oh, so okay. so but, he had some pretty bad fractures, the kind that were exposed to the air, which immediately makes you worry about infection and all that kind of stuff. Um I have to say the car did not look so bad. No, but again, he, the way the car was, it was clearly landed on the driver's side. So yeah. that clearly took the brunt of whatever that final fall was. But yeah, no. So with hearing all the jaws of life and all that, you thought, oh no, this is not good. But then slowly things start to trickle out a little more, which made you feel a little better. 
such as he was conscious when they arrived, he was talking. Um, obviously, he was in shock, most likely, because you don't get a leg f- compound fracture and shattered ankle, and you're just like, I feel fine and dandy for the rest of your life. Nope. That is yeah, pure shock. You know, bones out through the skin. They said he was trying to actually get out himself. Well, yeah, got his legs were pinned in, and you know, the engine department comes in. and not Shock good, value not- for you. Um, yes. I did see uh, a funny little thing about the cop that first arrived on the scene. When he got to the car, he started like asking, like, sir, like, are you okay? Like, who am I talking to? And he goes, uh, my name's Tiger. And he like poked his head and he was like, oh, you, you are Tiger. You are Tiger Woods. That is, that is correct. <laughs> well, you know who you are and now I know who you are. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're not expecting, especially like as a cop, like that you're going to randomly like pop up on one of the greatest athletes and golfers of all time. <laughs> Just you know, rolled over on the side of the road. <laughs> so do you think he can break 82 and pass Sam Snead for all-time wins? Can he come it, back? It's going to be hard. Uh, I was we were, I was going to ask you about that. And he's coming off a of back surgery that people were already unsure of if he was going to even be able to play part of this year, if he was going to be able to go to the Masters. He had been saying, you know, I hope to be able to play in the Masters. But Tiger is a perfectionist, and if he doesn't feel like his body's in competitive shape, he's not going to play. We just know that. And but I think he'll do everything in his power to play. Yes. To get there. But it's a matter of if he feels he can play because he does not come out and go into a tournament lightly. He, especially now with all of his issues. So, one, the good news is it didn't sound like there was any injuries to his back or neck area. Which, if that well, was seatbelt seat, seat belt saved his life, I think game it would have been. I think it would have been game over if he had another back injury of any sort or neck injury. I think that would have kind of ended things right there. Too soon for a joke. You already made a skid mark joke. Well, I got another one. Sam Sneed probably won't break the record, but I bum. <laughs> Is that a joke? It's just the guy's dead. <laughs> I know. Well, if you didn't know, people are saying <laughs> you didn't know. Like, record. I would it'd be weird if somebody who said, "How is he going to break his own record?" Also, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, eighty-two to eighty-two. It could be eighty-three. It could you know? Okay. Somebody's got to win the eighty-third, and it ain't going to be Sam. I do think though, Tiger is one of those guys. He's one of the fittest athletes we've ever seen for his sport, especially. Uh, we know for a fact when he was younger, he didn't Navy SEAL training just because. Wasn't John Daly in better shape? <laughs> uh, the guy I have heard, he did, I've heard he was pretty good with a six pack. I heard he, at the 11th hole, he said, where the hell is the McDonald's around here? <laughs> while, he, while he was looking for a lighter. Well, if you had the golf course next to a horse racing place, he'd eat the jockeys. You'd think they were chicken wings. I will say. When it comes to the term, chicks love the long ball, John Daly is nothing but that. The man had the long ball. He, that, that's all he needed. That's it, I guess. That and those hideous plaid pants he used to wear. He's the real-life Happy Gilmore, if we're honest. I think he picked out his outfits when he was hammered. That I think would he be did shocking. He was. I mean, he, but he had a great, he had a pretty good career for somebody like him. That's right. The rebel, the rebel golfer, essentially. Um, you don't see that too often now. Now, you know, guys are in pretty decent shape. Everybody's pretty straight-laced. Yeah, like being muscular golfer is like basically what it is. It's, if you're not muscular, everybody's like, do you really have a chance? Yeah, <laughs> really. It's just about the swing. Learn how to swing that club. And, you know, when I go out there, when we go out on our weekends and everybody's Twice diving, diving on the ground because I have this uncanny ability to drive backwards – Hey, remember that time? Remember that time we went golfing uh, to keep get more farther off track than the Tiger Woods thing. But you know, random stories is what we're made of. Remember that time we went golfing and I hit a ball astray and it landed like 15 yards away from an old lady, and then her husband claimed I hit her, and he was like 85 yelling at me. He wanted to fight you. He did want to fight me, and I was really kind of like nervous that he was going to get have like a heart attack while just yelling at me. And the whole time his wife's like, "Yeah, it hit me." I was like, "You pointed at my ball from your cart." It was nowhere near you. 
I was like, how did, how did we get to this situation? <laughs> Maybe they were a little delirious because they weren't young. They were in a hut. They were not young. But yeah, that, good, times. good times. <laughs> Greg fighting an 85-year-old man on the golf course. Yeah, uh, who doesn't love a good 85 versus, I think I was like 25 at the time story. <laughs> Tale is old as time. Like, I think he was just saying we, we played up on them. They, no, they weren't even on the same hole. They were on. That's a, right. You were. They were going I the hit so way. far left. It went on. We were like on like the tenth hole. They were on like the fifteenth. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, we weren't yeah. even close. It was just that bad. He just found me. Is that we the course we that four wheel drive golf cart so we could go through the marsh and all that stuff to get our balls? I, I, I don't know. We're. I don't think we should be allowed to drive golf carts. Or really, we shouldn't be allowed to play the game of golf. Just well, at least you. I've gotten better. I shot I, in the 80s. Before. What the hell is that? I mean, I think if if you looked up sucked at golf, my picture would be there. <laughs> I was gonna say I have shot like 85 before. <laughs> in like eight a low 80s have come my way once or twice. Do you think a lot of people like me watch Tiger Woods swing that club and say, I think I could do that? Yes, and then they actually try to and realize they can't. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I hold that club like someone's trying to steal it from me. And I don't know. I, I swing it like it's a baseball. I just do everything right. I know. I, I mean, I guess we'll have to see if Tiger starts swinging it like a baseball bat because maybe the leg power won't be there. So his swing might change. So we'll see. I think Charlie Woods is going to be the next up and coming. I do too. I, I hope Tiger can return mostly for like the whole, that like father son thing that they played in or whatever it was like things like that. I don't even care if he doesn't win again. I think Tiger is being in the game in some way, shape, and form in the field for weekends, at least for now, is still something everybody wants. Tiger so. Woods is good for golf, and golf knows it. Oh, yeah. I mean, as polarizing as he is with all the different things that have happened in his life, people tune in for Tiger no matter what. Win or lose, they're tuning in to see Tiger. Um, Tiger Woods took the uppity out of golf. Yeah. And And – Hey, everybody can play golf if they want to. Well, you might not be that good, but you can play. You can play. I think Tiger Woods did more for golf than any player in the history of the sport. Oh, without and, a doubt. And viewership, money, financing, uh, just everything. Everything for golf, and golf needs Tiger Woods they do. to get healthy and get back out there. But Tiger Woods needs to do it for Tiger Woods and Charlie. So and when do we think, if he comes back, what do you think the timetable is? I give it at least a year. A year. Oh, he's not coming back before a year. Mm -mm. He might be out putting around, but you're not going to see him anywhere near um, any kind of professional golf for at least a year. I think about, we're actually going to touch on it, Alex Smith and that whole situation. And I, you got to at least give it a year for your body to get right and even come close to maybe being able to do, because golf is a lot of lower body action and whipping and power and ankles and bones in your fibula and tibia are kind of important. And, and and they say the joints on either end, clearly the ankle got shattered, but you know, then you got to worry about the knee and turning on that knee and every other thing that's been wrong. And he's had knee oh. surgeries. Like he, he's got a lot of things. So we'll see. Hopefully he can come back. Can he win again? Not sure, but I think he does come back at some point. The winning yet to be determined. I think if he can get up and around and walk around and uh, be his kid's father, and that's, He'll be that's happy. number one. That's his number one goal, and golf will be the coup de grace. Can you imagine that comeback? No, if he comes back from this, yeah, that that'd be like uh, he's got to win eighty three before Sam does. I just I want him to come back, and if he gets one more win, I want it to just be the Masters again, just because I feel like that's the one that if you're gonna win one more, let it be that. People freaked out when he won. Green jackets. The people freaked out when he won it the last time. So can't imagine if he wins it again, what it would be like. Be amazing. And, you know, do you think he's the best athlete of all time? Not Top athlete. five. Top five. Mm, it's hard to say athlete. Listen, I'm saying athlete, but I'm including race car drivers and tennis players and badminton. And I don't know top five. I'd say top ten. Okay. He's the greatest. I think he's the greatest golfer to ever play, but I don't know when you put it in terms of 
athletes in general to have played the different sports and the impacts they've had. I think you got to put guys like Michael Jordan ahead of him. I would say LeBron James goes ahead of him, but then you also have to think world. If you're thinking globally, Ronaldo, Messi, a lot of soccer players would be before any guy from the U S makes it. That's true worldwide because half the people in the world don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. I learned the hard way when I made a comparison of Lionel Messi and Tom Brady that who wrong thing to say. Do you think Genesis is happy they left the car at the hotel for him to take to the country club that morning? I, I would assume not, but I mean, no way to really tell that was going to happen. <laughs> well, the emblems are all torn off the car, the front and the back. It just happened to you land on that side. Down the door. Yeah. Come on, guys. Think ahead. Um, did you hear, by the way, who he was supposed to be meeting that morning? Who? Uh, Drew Brees and Justin Herbert for a round of golf. So that also, I think, kind of adds on to the fact that I would have been shocked if he was under some influence, if that was the whole purpose of him going that more early that morning was to go meet two more celebrity athletes to go play. Because I'm pretty sure if you show up high or drunk, people would know. <laughs> Do you think he... They're out there, they're waiting, they're, they're maybe chipping on the little green, the little chipping thing. <laughs> when they start, they say, where is that asshole? Did he, did he, I think he's he may have stood us up. And then somebody comes over, um, Mr. Breeze, uh, Mr. Herbert. Yeah, Ty, Tiger's been in a terrible accident. Um, he, he's not going to be able to make it. Is he okay? Oh, no, we don't know. He's been, he got extricated with the jaws of life. Oh, um, okay. Do you think like, then they just like kind of look at each other like, do you do you do you still want to play? Like we play with two people. We already, we already paid. Like right. Like Tiger Tiger would want us to play. We're, we'll say some prayers. Hopefully he's okay. And off they went. Or they're just like you know we could just go get some drinks. Uh, nobody's gonna know. <laughs> Very true. But all right, enough with the Tiger stuff. And before moving on, I would be remiss if I don't do a first quick commercial break. So, Paul, before we get into our next fun topic of presidents saying terribly racist things, let's take a break to hear from Tideweed. Play ball! Tideweed boots are the best in the business. They give you comfort, flexibility, and they're made with 6mm neoprene uppers. They're anti-slip and 100% waterproof. These are the boots you want. This is the equipment you want if you're working outdoors in wet conditions. That is right. Tidewee is the brand you're going to be looking up. Again, 100% waterproof, comfort, flexibility, out the wazoo. That's right. I said wazoo. And if you want to check these out, make sure you go to 12OunceSportsNetwork.com slash Tidewee. That's T-I-D-E-W-E. Make sure you check them out. And again, if you do, it's 12OunceSportsNetwork.com slash Tidewee, T-I-D-E-W-E. Play ball. All right, Paul, what did you think about my use in that commercial of Wazoo? So all I could think of, and I'm going to show my age, which is 39, as we all know, I was thinking of Kazoo from Fred Flintstone. Okay. Well, I went with Wazoo because we're going to be talking about Washington, Seattle specifically, the Mariners. Wow, do you see how I did that thing? I don't even know it. I'm amazing. The Seattle Mariners had their president, CEO, whatever he was, step down due to some pretty bad things he said in February early on. Kevin Mather, kind of a dick. We're just going to put that out there. Yep. Um, let's, just, let's just run down the list. Uh, let me know. You know, you work in a professional setting. You know, you're like a manager type. Let's see. Do you think this would get you fired? Uh disparage a Japanese player for not learning English, belittle the star prospect from the Dominican Republic for his language skills, and deride another top prospect while admitting to manipulating his service time. I'm noticing a theme here. He called his team's best pitcher very boring and embellished the pitcher's actions in a clubhouse incident, told another falsehood about a well-respected veteran, and complained that the franchise's best player over the past decade was overpaid. That would be King Felix, Felix Hernandez, one of the better pitchers who also won a Cy Young award in this past decade. So like, I don't really know what, where he was thinking that I'd love to know what he thought about Ken Griffey jr. My God. (laughs) I got to tell you, and it's not the words, 
It's the structure. It's what he said. Oh, dear God. Uh, do you think he just had a moment? Or do you think his real true feelings just couldn't stay inside anymore and he had to let it out? I don't know what happened. One, it's a rotary club. So it's like usually like a bunch of older just guys. So what rotary club was it? <laughs> Gotta find he, that out. Did he think he was maybe connecting with the older folk that maybe he thought felt the same way he did? I don't know. But if you are a high up management level person, even if you have these thoughts and you're standing in front of a hot mic, guess what? Don't say anything like that that could get you fired easily. Because guess what? No matter what you say, when you say it, how you say it, somebody's going to find out and find it and you're going to get in trouble. And that's exactly what happened here, as it should have. Because when you say things like this, you you must be dumb as a stump. Everybody in the room has a cell phone. And somebody said, oh, I got to get this. Yeah. Or this. This guy's just throwing his career out the window. Like the fact that it took, I think the story broke and it took like a full 24 hours, I think, until he resigned. But like the writing was on the wall that if he, for some reason, didn't step down, that the Mariners had to like just come out and be like, you know, he's fired, um, which they probably should have done. They shouldn't have had it stated as he resigned from his position. Nope, you didn't resign. We fired you. Like, I don't care if you have to pay the money for the firing. I know that's a whole thing. I don't care. I think you make it a point to say, I fired him. He's out. He's done. Because you can't, you can't say these type of things. Like, you cannot be in baseball. And now this is also two different high up management people in baseball over the past month that have had to resign from their jobs due to them being terrible people. The Mets GM had to retire uh, due to the whole sexual assault slash stalking charges. And now this where it was just being basically blatantly racist and just kind of a, like I said, dick about players. Like who cares? Your best pitcher is very boring. What does it, what does it even mean? Like, well, you don't like his person. He's like, he's kind of just like a fuddy-duddy personality. Like, who cares? He pitches and I don't well. Wanna, and I don't want to pay for his interpreter either. But no, that's that's a different person. That's the <laughs> Japanese player, Paul. Or the Dominican one. I'm not sure he made fun of both, which, again, I'm sorry that they don't speak the language that you like to. They grew up in a whole different country that speaks an entirely different language. Okay to use them for their skill. If I went to Japan and they mocked me for not knowing Japanese, I'd probably feel pretty bad too. So imagine how you made him feel and the Dominican guy feel like Spanish is the most, what Spanish is the most popular language in the world. Correct. Yeah. It's about a business. Like I'm like quizzing us on this sounding ignorant, but so, I mean, shame on him. Cause I'm pretty sure in the Dominican, they speak Spanish. I why do you think hoping i'm correct on that i'm not trying to be like oh no everybody does you know latin america because i know that's not true just say something like that i don't know never mind even if you felt it why would you feel it i don't know you went to a you you recruited somebody from a foreign country get your ceo shouldn't you be very open-minded for everything and everybody and yeah, maybe things like that bother you. Maybe like the guy not having an interpreter or learning the English language bother you. But there is a long history of Japanese players in the major leagues having interpreters. Like it's nothing new. Does it count? <laughs> is it too soon for a joke? Does it count when the interpreter goes out with the pitching coach? Does that count as two visits or one? It counts as one visit. Okay, just checking. Just check. I'm pretty sure Kevin Mathers thinks that's too. <laughs> let's let's you know. I mean, I, Kevin I, Mathers I as the it. Beaver. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's it's mind-boggling, and it's not something I want to spend much time on, just because he doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve. Breath, he doesn't deserve the breath of air that it takes to talk about it. But just yeah, if you're if you're just anybody in any sort of position of power of any sort, you need to be as open-minded, I feel like, as possible. Like even, we, I am in no power of anything. The only power I have, and it's kind of debatable, is over my two-year-old and the seven-month-old, and neither of them really listens to me. 
Let's be honest. <laughs> even the dog doesn't even listen to me. So like, I have no power, but the only power I have is my voice and this microphone and our podcast. And that's, you know, about it. And even I know. Of imparting knowledge on folks like me. For like the 50 people, I don't know how many actually listen to us, but for the ever number of people that listen to us, I know that if one of them heard me say something horrific, I couldn't do this anymore because I there would definitely be some sort of backlash in some sort of way because words have power and you have to make sure you use it wisely and be open-minded about everything you do and say because that's the world we live in today. If you're not open-minded, well, you shouldn't do anything. You should just stay inside and keep to yourself. Be a, then. Be a leader and, and, and a role model like you should be. And By the way, and- keep to yourself and all that right now because pandemic stuff. But like, you know what I mean, metaphorically speaking, yes. be open. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy on the podcast said I need to go out more because I need to wear my mask under my nose and I need to hack up a lung in the grocery store right behind the person in front of me. Just saying. But yeah, so enough with Kevin Mather. Glad he's gone. Glad he's out. I'm sure he will get some opportunities somewhere else. Hopefully not in baseball because, well, what team is going to be dumb enough to do that? But he'll find a job with some company somewhere that greets him with open arms and he'll be fine. And that's kind of where the system fails to an extent where it's not don't want to see him you know become destitute but maybe get taken down a notch or two but it just doesn't tend to happen that way besides that though paul the only other mlb news we have and it's really just a joke to make about aaron judges he got his gap tooth fixed so no more David Letterman jokes about Aaron Judge. Yeah, he used to have the door in the front. Now it's closed. And, you know, I guess he, I said it, I guess he's not going to have any more gap shots, which sounds inappropriate, but I was talking about like hitting doubles into like the, the corners of the outfield. I got you. I got you. I, I knew what you were talking about. Felt like that needs some explanation. So I didn't get like called a pervert. Anyway, about this and don't like everyone else, I got to Google it, right? And I'm watching him in an interview and. It doesn't even look like the same person. His teeth look fantastic. Go figure. How, how much do you think that ta- how much do you think that costs? He used Invisalign. I don't know. What do you think? Off season? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's like a surgery that gets done. No, you gotta get braces. You can't just move your teeth. I don't know. I mean, I guess I know how it works. I've had braces, but I don't know. I feel like it's a thing. Anyway. Enough about baseball. We're going to move on to some NBA talk, mainly all-star games. Who made it? Who was snubbed? The captains are LeBron James and Kevin Durant, which means they will get to have their pickings of the rest of the all-stars. Paul, this has been a format now that's been going on, I think, for the past two or three years. Do you like the new format where there's two captains chosen and instead of just being East versus West, they just basically do a fantasy draft? Frankly, I think it should stay with fantasy. You're, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm with LeBron James. LeBron James doesn't think they should have a game this year. And That's I'm true. right there with him. Have a fantasy pick. High five everyone. Give them some type of recognition and move on. Stay the hell away from the court. Now you got everybody from every team on top of each other. You got one day, March 7th. Hey, hey, hey. Hotel. Hold on. I need to correct you there. There is nobody from the Cleveland Cavaliers, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so almost- and like a few other teams, but definitely okay, not the Cleveland Cavaliers. Team. You get to go check into your hotel. Don't come out of your room until we come and get you for the game and then go home. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. <laughs> it, it, it's an odd situation, I, I think. I do, I do say they don't, they shouldn't have the game, you're right, because it doesn't make sense they're, they have all these restrictions in place. And then they're going to be like, hey, we're going to have a few days off. We're going to send a bunch of our top guys to Atlanta. Um, AK, if you don't know this, now you're going to know this. And if you're pure and innocent, I'm sorry. It's like the stripper capital of the country. It is. Something to tell you about certain players in the NBA. They love strippers, especially James Harden, who's an all-star. Um, try keeping them from breaking code and going. Isn't that chicken wings in Georgia? Lou Williams last year in the playoffs. That's right. Went to Atlanta to get some wings. (laughs) Yep, sure he did. Oh, no, he actually did. 
That was actually a true fact. The wings just happened to be inside a strip club. The wings were made in honor of him. They're named okay. after him okay. because he's a frequent visitor. But that was not the case in this situation. He was driving through to a family thing and was hungry. So <laughs> anyway, but I agree with you. The game should not happen. I do like the fantasy draft aspect of it all. It just adds a little more to it where it's like, yeah, who cares if it's east versus west? It means absolutely nothing. Kind of feel like baseball should do it to an extent because now that they don't have it being the World Series issue anymore, I mean, why not? Anyway, snubs. That's really what the All-Star game is about. You don't talk about who made it as much as who did not make it. Paul, I know you have two guys that you thought should have made it. I have two guys that I think should have made it. One of them more so just out of you'll see. But, Paul, start. give me at least one of yours that you think should have made the All-Star game. Well, I think Devin Booker should have made it. Yep. Uh, 24, over 24 points average. Team plays better when he's there. He, they play up to him, and I, 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 he should have made it. You know, uh, you're, you're preaching to the choir, and a lot of the NBA, a lot of players were shocked to see him not make it, mainly because, one, Chris Paul made it. And, yeah, great for Chris Paul, like, the fact that he made it. Like, good for him. He's been in the league forever. He's made a bunch Devin Booker has been on the Suns. He has been dominant on the Suns, but they've never won. They were never a winning team. This year, Chris Paul shows up. They win. You would think maybe that would be enough to get two of them in. It was not. Um, Honestly, I would have given the nod to Devin Booker over Chris Paul. I know I have Chris Paul as a dark horse MVP candidate, but just kind of like a finally thing. He's one of the younger stars in the league. Promote your young guys. Chris Paul gets all the promotion he needs with State Farm. Jake, I have a question. I have an answer. Did going from fan votes to 50% fans, 25% media, 25% players corrupt this whole thing? You get the media involved, you corrupt anything. Uh, I mean, I don't think so. For the most part, they got most of it right. There's always going to be snubs, especially the sport that's going to be in the most is basketball because the pool, the top players are so there's, a good amount. And then you always have a few surprise guys every year that are just like, all right, how do you not put them in? So I think when it's a total of, I think it's five starters for each side and then like seven or eight reserves total. So you have 12. So you got a total of 24 of the top players. There's always going to be a few guys missing, such as my perfect example, Trey Young, star point guard for the Hawks. The game is in Atlanta. You kind of thought, all right, he's one of those guys that could easily be there. You take Ben Simmons out, you put him in type thing. It would make sense. He didn't make it. So I was kind of shocked with that. Granted, I know he hasn't had like the year he had last year, but he still puts up good numbers. He's still all that, but also he's the hometown guy. You kind of thought maybe he'd slip in one hometown person. If it was going to be anybody, it was going to be him. Think again. Apparently. You got one more, it is, though. It is difficult, though, right? 24, tw- you, you got 12 and 12. Yeah. And that's how many players. So it, it, somebody's going to get slighted. I don't know. Uh, it, it's a tough one. I, I'm not all about that. I think let each team do it within their, their, their own team with their fans, have some rah-rah fun, and move past it. Pro yep. Bowl, all-star games, nonsense. It's just another way to get hurt. Another way in I mean, this day and age to get sick. Not get the way these guys play defense in the All-Star game. Nobody's getting hurt. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a three-point contest. Yeah. I do like the skill stuff. I do like the dunk contest, the three-point shootout, and like the skill challenge. I do enjoy that. That's like my – out of all the All-Star games, they I think the NBA does it the best with their skills challenge included. Um, I do know you had one more guy that you thought got snubbed. Um, I just want you to touch on that one because I do have a reason he probably didn't. Mike Conley. Yeah, the only re- the easiest explanation for that is one, you have already two jazz players with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, who more are much more deserving to be there, especially because Conley missed, I think, the past like 10 games with yeah, think, an injury. I think when they closed voting, it was six games. But even they still voting fans, I think the 18th or 16th of February. But with all that included, with this season the way it is, with everything kind of shortened and compressed, you miss a few games. I understand you not getting an all-star nod. 
Yeah. Unless you're like, unless in all the other games, you are like MVP candidate, which he's not. He's the third best guy on his team. So that one I get. All right. Moving on. I think the last things we need to talk about. Oh, no, not the last things. Second to last thing. First, well, we'll touch on this. I'm just all over the place right now with this. NHL, real quick. Did you catch the outdoor Lake Tahoe games? Um, did you stay up till midnight? <laughs> I, I call that the slush bowl. Yeah. It was gorgeous, though. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, right, Tahoe? Like, gorgeous. Like, the picture. Picture. They shouldn't do stadium ones anymore. They should just keep it like that. Yeah, but... Everybody knows what hockey is. It's you go to the stadium, you're all set on top of each other. I don't care. I want that gorgeous outlook from Lake Tahoe every year. I would watch, I would watch all the games if they did it like that. So then let's get somebody that knows how to make ice when it's sunny out. I don't know. <laughs> you see them, they're out there with fire extinguishers trying to quick freeze the ice. I, what I don't get is how they came up with the idea of, all right, the start time will be midnight Eastern. I get by time it got to where, where they were in Lake Tahoe and the time and everything. It wasn't as crazy. It was nine o'clock at night. But man, talk about like you just take away half your possibility viewing audience and no offense between East Coast, West Coast. Who do you think is watching more hockey? The states that literally get all the snow or the states that have more sun and warmth outside of like Colorado? Hey, let's wait till nine o'clock at night. We came from the East Coast. We're exhausted. Let's play on soft ice and let's try not to break our leg. Hey, luckily there were no injuries. There are a lot of injuries from soft ice. I know, but there were none for these games. Nope, that's because they waited till midnight. <laughs> All right. Down. They did. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of hopefully not getting hurt, Paul, quick word from my bookie. Play ball. Basketball and hockey are all in full swing. We have all-star games coming for NBA. We have the NHL playing on soft ice, hard ice. Who cares? They're playing on ice. It doesn't matter. Make sure, though, if you're putting in any bets, you're putting them in on mybookie.ag. Make sure you sign up when you do. Use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. All caps, no spaces. Listen, I know right now times are tough. Why not try to make a quick buck or two if you can? Just be smart when you do. March Madness is right around the corner. It's going to be a wild card this year. You never know what's going to happen. My bookie is going to have every type of bet you want to make, whether it's from 25 cents to, well, if you have big bucks, go for it. But again, if you do sign up, sign up at mybookie.ag using promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. And always remember, gamble responsibly. Play ball. All right, Paul, that is right. Always remember to gamble responsibly. March Madness is right around the corner. Last thing we need to talk about, something something close to my heart. Carson Wentz got traded. Finally happened. It happened literally the day after we record it. That's what you love to see. Always love being a once-a-week show where the big news story, as an Eagles fan, happens the day after you put your show out. Always good. Because now, it's old news. But guess what? We're getting in the last word on it, baby. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell you why? Yeah. It ain't nothing but a heartbreak. It ain't nothing but a heartbreak. I was going to say, did you know what I was doing there? I'm glad you did. So yeah, Carson Wentz was traded. Am I shocked? No. Am I disappointed? You bet your ass. Because... One, I liked Carson Wentz. I was a fan of his. I mentioned that all these different weeks that we have talked about this whole trade going down. Uh, basically, it seemed like he was good with the teammates. He was really just not good with the GM and Howie Roseman. And that's how it is sometimes. Say what you want about him. I liked him. I thought he made some phenomenal plays in his time here in Philadelphia. He, of course, led them to a few playoff runs. Never was healthy enough, basically, to be in any of those. Kind of the knock on him. Kind of disappointing. But I'll never understand why, what happened in a 20-month span where you went from, we're signing you long-term, you're our guy for the future, to, hey, we're going to take the largest dead money cap hit in NFL history to get you out of here. Here's your hat and coat. What's your hurry? I, I just don't get it. As you know, they got a third-round pick and a second-round pick that could be a first-round pick only if Carson plays 75% of the snaps or 70% and they make the playoffs. 
we all know that's not going to happen. So they're going to, they got a second round pick and a third round pick. <laughs> they got nothing. But so they got nothing. Howie Roseman is a joke. Everybody still knows he's the issue there, but you all know this. So let's just say I was just disappointed. But the other Carson Wentz story I wanted to touch on as I catch my breath. Numbers. Carson Wentz has worn number 11 since his college days. It may have been even before then. So, of course, you think he's going to Indy. All right, who has number 11? Michael Pittman Jr. He was a rookie this past year. Caught 40 passes, 500 yards, and a touchdown. Nothing astounding. Nothing that would make you go, wow, that is a guy that, you know, he's definitely not going to give up his number for a longstanding quarterback who's making over $100 million over the next five years. Well, apparently Carson once texted him, said, hey, I know you got number 11. Do you think I could get it? Like, what's your thought on it? Pittman responded with, nope, that's my number. And apparently he said Carson was like, okay, cool. I was thinking about getting a different number. Do you know what that that text translated to? They caught him. No, that's that's (laughs) like the guy going, like finally getting up the courage to ask the girl out. And he asks her and she starts laughing. She's like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like, no, I'm not going to go on a date with you. And he just starts going, <laughs> yeah, no, I was totally joking. I, I didn't, I, you thought I was being, you thought I was being serious asking you out on a date. No, no, I was just, I was just joking. I, I, I was thinking about asking out her, not you. It was just, I just wanted to see, like, I just wanted to test her on it, see how it went. Clearly I'm going to change things up before, you know, I tried on her. I wasn't asking you. I wanted to ask her, you know, just that whole situation. That's what happened. Carson was like, oh, this guy's totally going to be the number. I, you know, the quarterback coming, have this number my whole career. I've had it since college. I'm going to ask, be nice, you know, see what he wants. Maybe he wants a bit of money. Maybe he wants like a car because that's kind of what the deal usually is. Nope, just nope. And great, he doesn't have to give him the number. Not, not obligated to. How many balls do you think get thrown his way? <laughs> well, that's been the joke. And people are like, wow, way to get off the wrong foot. And he's like, no, nah, he's cool about it. Yeah, you might say he's cool about it, but like also, what's the attack? What what is your attachment to the number outside of that's the number you had your rookie season? It's not like you put up Hall of Fame rookie numbers. You were just given number eleven. You were number six in college. Like he didn't give a reason. Like it was just like, nope, that's my number. Well, he's probably his own. He's reading his own press clippings, and he's going to read his press clippings as his numbers drop because the chance of him getting that ball in his hands are probably about equal with my chance of getting a pass <laughs> from Carson Wentz landing at my house. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. Like, if you don't want to give him a number, I just think it's odd. I feel like usually in that situation, like, you negotiate. Like, if – that's what I said. Like, it's his, his complete right not to give up the number. It's just weird that he's kind of just like, yeah, I said, nah. Nah, nah I'm going to keep it. Like, no other reason. Nothing. Just, I, I'm just not going to give it to you. And even Pat McAfee uh, came out basically being like, dude, if he wants the number, just, just give him the number. He has some ex- expletives I won't get into. He's like, but he he's the quarterback coming in. You're a rookie going into your sophomore year. You didn't put up big numbers. Give him the effing number. <laughs> like, he's going to get it. Like, just give it to him. So Pat McAfee, though, was funny. Pat McAfee you know, famous punter for the Colts, big personality now, especially in media, wore the number one. And he's like, you know what, Colts, why don't you, why don't you dust off the old number one and uh, you can give that to Carson. Like, you got my blessing, guys. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit who wears number one. And I think it came out actually today that Carson's going to be wearing number one. <laughs> Which is a weird number for him, I feel like. It's a weird number for a quarterback. I know Cam Newton is number one. I think Kyler Murray but like, I feel like one as a quarterback number is just an odd number. I think this guy is going to be known not for having a great record of putting up great numbers. He's going to be known for being that dick. <laughs> Who well, never like, got a pass the entire season when Carson Wentz took 75% of the snaps. Yeah, I mean, other people are like, man, I'm loving the fact that I own other wide receivers in like dynasty fantasy leagues where they're going to get all the passes now. <laughs> yeah, not a good chance for uh, a good choice for fantasy next year. Yeah, I mean, it's you're hoping problem. that this doesn't, you would think hopefully just a number doesn't lead that way. You never know, but it is a weird way to get off on 
foot with the new quarterback because whether you like it or not, quarterback's the number one guy. You're a sophomore wide receiver who, again, you wore number six in college. It's not like you have an attachment. So it's just weird. It's like when Brady went to Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin had number 12. He immediately said, no, I'm just going to give it to Brady. Like, I, I respect him too much. Maybe Pittman doesn't respect Wentz. Who knows? I don't know. It's just, again, weird situation, I thought. It's a sports thing. You do it, and you get over it. Yeah. It's So, I mean, I guess Carson has to get over it now. <laughs> but it led me to think, though, Paul, this will be the last thing we touch on before we wrap things up. If you had a number to where, as an athlete, what would it be? And I also thought about this because there was another player in baseball. baseball uh, I forget. It's Walker. I forget his first name. Uh, some guy on the Mets right now. I want to say he wears number 99 um, specifically because he said there's like nobody else that wears it. He got traded to a team last year who they had a 99. So he switched to double zero, but when he got signed by the Mets, he couldn't do double zero because Mr. Met is double zero. So he went back to the 99. So made me also think about that. Like some guys go for the unique number. Some guys go for the joke number. Like Gronk is joke saying his number would be 69 if he could be, but it's like a lineman number. Um, but so let me to think if you were a professional athlete, what would be your number and why? Well, if I played for the Mariners, I'd want, I, you know, numbers are universal, right? But I'd want it to be in a foreign language. So my president and CEO would need an interpreter to know who the hell I was. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. However, I wouldn't care what my number was. I would really? let my hat or my glove or my arm all my points speak for me. Uh, You're not going to give me any number? Five. I was going to say, do you, you don't even have like a lucky number? Seven. <laughs> so I'd want to be number five. My lucky number is seven. You said pick a number. I, 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 can I tell you how much it means to me? Apparently not a lot. It doesn't really mean a lot. Double number? I don't know. 14? I don't know. <laughs> Just double up seven. I see what you did. Numbers 14, a single number seven. You see, I'm going in this increments of seven, seven, 14. Yeah. Oh, you want a number in the 20s? 21. You want a number in the 30s? 35. There you go. Wow, you're pretty good at math. 42. Uh, we can't do that. It's Jackie Robinson number. Oh, everybody wears it. <laughs> Once a year. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like a weird, silly question because obviously, like, everybody's just going to pick a number because it's something some weird connection they have to it, such as my number would be 17. What's my connection to it? Don't really know. My parent, my dad always liked the number 17. My brother was born on the 17th. Maybe that's why he liked it. I don't know. I just remember the number 17 being mentioned a lot when I was growing up. So I don't know if it was a lucky number or what. So 17 has always been that number in my head of like Jersey number. If I ever like in video games, create a character, it was worth 17. You're a little weird. I know. Uh, if I had to just pick a number to wear just because, like, why not? For baseball, I feel like I'd go with a high number that you just don't expect anybody to have. So I'd go, like, 89 my birth year. Because I can't imagine a lot of guys in baseball have it. Football, I really think it's a crapshoot because everybody has every number except, like, double zero. Well, 77. Actually, no. Aaron Donald has double zero. Never mind. I don't know. I think uh, it's overthinking it. It uh, is. That's it, why I figured I'd ask. <laughs> listen, if you're a, if you're a long time, if you're Tom Brady, if you're Carson Wentz, you're in the I game. feel like if you've had the number, if you've had the number for less than three years in the league, you're willing to give it up. If you've had the number for over that, you get some right to be like, no, it's my number. If if you are. A guy named Pittman, who probably in a year and a half, they're going to say, who, you give up your freaking number 11. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was just one of those things. It struck me as odd. And I mean, with the trade happening anyway, a lot of it came out being like, well, yeah, clearly the team doesn't respect him. But so we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, ha I'm happy for Carson Wentz. He gets a clean start. Maybe he gets his head right in Indy. Um I will say I'm glad he's in the AFC because it would have kind of really sucked if he was in the NFC and like was like the guy beating us every year as an Eagles team. But I don't think I have to worry about that because I'm pretty sure the Eagles are going to blow 
for at least the next two or three years because we're 50 million over the cap. We're cutting everybody left and right. And we gotta hope Jalen Hurts is the second coming as well, man. Who knows? Apparently they could take a quarterback at number six for all I know and really make it really just terrible. So who knows? But before we get angry, let's just wrap this up. We are nice, calm, cool, collected talking about numbers. <laughs> we'll go off on a tangent. We'll go off hardcore on Howie Roseman, and I don't need to do it. I've done it enough. I, The day one straight went down, I, I think I tweeted for like five minutes straight. I don't even think I noticed that my kids were out of the room. I just went off on like seven tweets about how terrible Howie Roseman is. The backyard. Uh, there was a lot of snow. That would have been really hard for them to get to the middle. Is <laughs> <laughs> <Here's> your shovel. <laughs> He does have a shovel, so. But I gotta figure out how to get seventeen candles on your next birthday cake. But I'm, I'll be all right. I, I mean, I wish I, I don't wish I was back to seventeen. I mean, <laughs> it'll be weird now. What do you? I don't know what you're doing. It's just freaking me out. That's my special background. Okay. Yeah, Paul's. Paul finally figured out backgrounds of the show, so that's fun. Can't wait to see what you bring next week, Paul. Oh, it's going to be a doozy. Let's rip. It's going to be a chicken wing place in Atlanta. If it's the occupants of that, that would be really interesting and slightly distracting. You mean the chef? Yep, exactly. Tossing his biscuits around. Okay. Let's end the show before we get in trouble. Let's end the show before we get in trouble. My mother I mean, listens to this sometimes. My, my mom listens to this sometimes. Can't, can't be saying too many bad things. Anyway, make sure as always to take out all the great shows at 12 Ounce Sports. Great network. Go to 12OunceNetwork.com. Like I said, check them all out. We have World Hockey Report. We got everything. The Burn with Mitch. Mike said it first. Captain Luke Extravaganza. High Takes bunch of great shows like always and if you like us like and subscribe and follow us on twitter at sports stands or paul which is sidekick paul 83 because you know what he doesn't tweet often but when he does i get a laugh out of it somebody being mean it usually is you're right about that that's true but all right paul thank you as always for joining Uh, until next week stay safe stay healthy everybody have a good one The Sports Sports Dance.